there. You are listening to Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast with your host, Scorpion November. And this is episode 13. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all had a wonderful week. I hope you checked off some things on your to-do list, reached some goals, had a productive, prosperous week. Most of all, I hope you were happy this past week. Um, yeah, so my week was kind of crazy in the sense that I was sick this past week. I was very congested, had a very, very bad cold. I st- I'm still a little congested, so you may hear that throughout this podcast. And please forgive me for that. But I am thankful that I did not have the flu. I have had the flu a number of times before, and this was not the flu, which I am so thankful and grateful for. However, I was out of commission a few days and I did miss a few days of my nine to five, but I am feeling much better and I am thankful for that. So I will not complain too much. It is done and over with. Um, however, I did check off some things on my to-do list. I did meet some goals and I pushed through and I am thankful and grateful and just glad that I made it. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. So no complaints. It was just a bump in the road, a learning lesson um, for me and um, learning, you know, basically what I can push through and what I can't and to challenge myself to push through things and to um, do the best that I can in the circumstances given. And so I did learn some things in that regard, what I can do and what I can't do, what I can push the limits of, what I can't. And, you know, I'm happy. I'm here. I am wonderful. (laughs) I'm not 100 percent, but, you know, like I said, I'm thankful and I'm thankful that you all are listening. Um, And speaking of listening to little me, I hope you all got a chance to check out episode 12 of this podcast the van dwelling episode in which I spoke with Crystal Banner and the reason that episode is so important to me like all of my episodes that I do however we're just talking about this this past one um it's because if you're like me and some of the other people there are stereotypes that you have heard about van dwellers and the image that pops up in your mind when you hear the term van dweller is maybe a white male However, Crystal Vanner is not white and she's not a male. She's a black woman that has chosen van dwelling as her lifestyle. And she dropped some gems on us in this past episode, which I hope you had a chance to listen to. I think you'll learn some things. I hope it will shed light on some things as far as um, affordable housing, decent affordable housing in um, major cities around the U.S. and the availability of them and just the affordability of them um so and other things and maybe you know learn some things and my goal is to educate and to entertain and I hope I'm a little entertaining (laughs) so I hope you learned something in the past episode if you listen if you didn't listen please go back and check it out and as always if you have a comment or you want to provide me feedback or you want to ask a question about a particular episode 
If you don't, I, I am on Instagram and I am on Twitter. So if you would like to um, provide some feedback and you don't have my handles on either of those, you can always use um, the hashtag for the podcast, which is hashtag smart mouth scorp. So that is hashtag S-M-A-R-T m-o-u-t-h-s-k-o-r-p so you can hashtag hashtag that i do search the hashtag and so if you like to provide some feedback feedback please do so um so check it out after you listen to this episode of course (laughs) and getting into this week's episode i wanted to touch on a few things for this episode one of the things that i wanted to talk about was this interview (laughs) On the Breakfast Club with with the Bodega Boys, and that is Desus and Miro. And you may have seen them on Vice. Um, I found them online on YouTube because I like to search YouTube for new things. So I often watch them and clips of their show on YouTube. However, this past week, they were on the Breakfast Club. And they had a slight run-in <laughs> with DJ Envy. And... They had a running with DJ Envy because of some comments they made in regards to DJ Envy's wife when DJ Envy and his wife Gia appeared on the reel. So basically, while they were on the reel, they were asked about um, DJ Envy's um, history of cheating and what transpired to him cheating. I don't know if he cheated multiple times or just one. Um, so, but he was asked about it. The couple were at, was asked about it and they both answered and they were explaining, you know, how each of them felt. Well, basically Gia was explaining how she felt and what she thought. And DJ Envy was explaining how he had two different personas. One, his at home persona and his DJ Envy persona. And Jesus and Mira were commenting on that and this is what happened i felt like a letdown i felt like a failure Mm -hmm. and you know like i was rashawn at home but in the streets i was dj envy Mm -hmm. so it was two different Mm -hmm. people and i didn't know dj envy right and it was it was a situation you know the dj envy check i don't know i don't know i'm just trying to make it messy i don't know so as you heard there um DJ Envy was detailing his different personas and his wife Gia made the comment that she didn't know the DJ Envy persona. And then um, Desus in turn said, he basically said, I bet she knows those DJ Envy checks though. So (laughs) DJ Envy and his wife, according to him, took offense to that. So DJ and so excuse me Jesus and Meryl subsequently go on the the breakfast club and on the breakfast club this is just recently this past week they go on the breakfast club and DJ Envy confronts them <laughs> instead of him you know saying hey fellas how you doing this is that and other I have an issue we need to get something out of the way before we go any further and explaining what the issue was this is what he says Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got two guests in the building. Why you ain't yeah. say special guests, man? We got Dickhead and Pussy. Let's <laughs> wow, 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 wow. 
And that is how the interview begins <laughs> with that introduction. I won't play the entire clip, um, but that is how it begins with that introduction. And so if so, that tells you right there that it's not going to be good. <laughs> this is not going to be a good interaction between the three of them. And so he goes on to say and they ask him why he calls them that. And then he well, he doesn't even they don't even get a chance to ask him that. Basically, he goes in and says, you owe my wife an apology. You owe my wife an apology because of what you said on your show. And of course, they have no idea what he's talking about because as they said, they do like four shows a week. And but then at some point he, you know, they come to an understanding of what was said. He asked for an apology. They apologize. He's not comfortable with the apology. And he walks off the show. He leaves the interview. And of course, that just left him open for the jokes. They <laughs> they had a way their way with him, so to speak. <laughs> and they just went in. And of course, Charlemagne didn't make it any better. But my thing is, I understand and I concur with him for standing up for his wife. Is something if someone said something disrespectful that his wife took offensive, took offense to. Um, he should have addressed it. However, he should have addressed it, in my opinion, differently. He could have come at it differently and just been like, hey, guys, welcome to the show. However, before we go any further, we need to address this issue and explain to him, explain to them why it was disrespectful, why she took offense to it instead of acting like a big baby. That's basically what he acted like. He acted like someone that was a, a child, a little boy, a little man child that was throwing a tantrum and didn't know how to express himself. And I think that didn't do well for him because I think instead of him coming off like a tough guy, he kind of came off like someone throwing a tantrum pretty much. And I don't know if that's what he was going for. I think more or less he was going for it to say, OK, trying to make an example of them to say, hey, guys, my wife is off limits. You could talk about me all you want, but my wife and kids are off limits. But instead of that, he he made a joke of the situation. And of course, Tisa Zamero had their show that night and they went in and did all kinds of jokes. And it was hilarious. It was funny how and I can't much blame them because they were disrespected. And you invite me on your platform only to disrespect me. I think that is where he made the mistake. And other people are going to look at him kind of crazy for that. DJ Envy, I'm saying. However, I totally agree with him standing up for his wife. However, just the way he chose to do that and to, and to address the issue wasn't necessarily good. And it didn't come across in the best way. <laughs> so I think... um I think there's a lesson to be learned with with most people. I know I haven't handled things in the best way when I've been angry sometimes with someone and I just blow off the hand. I've blown off the handle sometimes. I think most of us have, especially if something has built up or if it's or if it's a shocking offense that someone has done or something shocking someone has done disrespectfully to us or said to us, then sometimes we react in ways that are not are not the best. I know that I have and I regret them and I've had to apologize. I've had to eat crow and just apologize and humble myself and say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't handle that the best way. And I think this may be an issue where they can probably work it out. I think they're going to work it out. I don't think this is going to go on much longer. And, um, you know, it may go on for a while for ratings and jokes and things, but I don't think this will be a totally into their relationship. 
um, the working relationship. I don't know if they have a personal relationship outside of um, entertainment. I'm not I'm not certain of that, but I don't think that it's something that can't be salvaged where they can be grown men, talk it out and move on and still make money, which is basically what they're all trying to do. Make money. Um, so <laughs> that is pretty much where I stand with. That. <laughs> I just thought it was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. And if you haven't seen the entire interview, you, you may want to go watch it. Um, the Breakfast Club interview with Deesa Zamero. And also you're going to want to watch Deesa Zamero's um, clip on YouTube of when they rehash what happened and all of their commentary. I think it'll be kind of entertaining. I, not even kind of entertaining. I think it will be very entertaining. But today I wanted to talk about a comment that not a comment, but a topic that I have experienced personally. Um, and that is the fetishizing of black women by other races. Um, recently this week, I saw a, a Times, a Time article come across my, my timeline on Twitter. And the title of the article is Black Women Are Not Sassy, We're Angry. That title is problematic in itself. And that's another topic for another day. Okay. But one of the comments under that particular on that thread was sassy in bed though. And that comment is not surprising to me. However, it is problematic. It is disgusting. It is tired. Black women are more than sexual objects. We have a right to say who we do and don't want to engage in sex with. Just because you're attracted to us doesn't mean that we're attracted to you in that way. Just because you want to have sex with us does not mean we want to have sex with you. Oftentimes, in in the past, I have had dating profiles up online. And eight out of ten times, if a white guy responds to my profile, he will say something of the sort like, um wow you're pretty i've never dated a black woman before or um i would love to put my big white cock and you know all all that type of shit shit that you know i i think they think would be i think sometimes they're intentionally offensive and i think sometimes they think that because of myths of black women because they have fetishized us that we are that they think we will be receptive to that type of shit. Wrong. Wrong. And this is not a new phenomenon or a new thing. Back in the 1800s, like 1809, 1810, something like that. There was a woman by the name of Sarah Bartman. This was a very voluptuous woman. She had breasts. She had hips. She had butt. She just happened to be an African woman. Do you know white people had the nerve to take this woman and put her on exhibit, put her in a circus so she could travel around the world and around the country so white people can look at her and as if she were an animal, a wild animal, and fetishize her? Even after this woman died, they cut her body parts up. And put her on exhibit. 
as if she were not human, as if she were an alien, as if she did not have feelings, as if black women are nothing more than something for men's gratification, sexual gratification. We are more than that. We are not your toys. This is, and like I said, this is not a new phenomenon. A lot of black women that travel abroad are afraid to travel abroad by themselves because they do not want to be looked at or targeted simply for sex because they are black women and to assume for people to assume that they will be receptive to that type of behavior. Black women have feelings too. We don't, a lot of us do not, are not attracted to men, to men that are not black men. So to assume that you, because you are attracted to us, that we should be attracted to you. We are not lascivious. We are not um, wantonous. We are not loose. We are not freaks. We are human beings that deal with people based upon a mutual attraction. We don't walk around aroused just because that is the thought that you have in your head. People have people imagine a lot of shit. Just because you imagine the shit doesn't make it so. It is more than that. So get the myths out of your head. You know, just in case you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, know what a fetish is, let me explain it to you. I have, I have the definition right here. A fetish is a form of sexual desire which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, part of the body, or person, or persons, race of people race of women just because you receive sexual gratification or some kind of sexual arousal because you look at us doesn't mean that that the feeling is mutual we are more than that we're not play toys we weren't put on earth to be your particular play toys. I, I, you know, I understand being attracted to people or a certain type of people. A lot of people have a type. Like some women like tall, dark, and handsome. Some women like men that are a little thicker. Some men, some women like men that are a little thin. You know, and sometimes men have a preference. Sometimes they prefer women with long hair. Sometimes they prefer women with short hair. And that's all fine and dandy. That's fine to have a preference. However, what is not fine is to fetishize people. That is different from a preference. Because in the sense of that you're fetishizing somebody, that means that you think that it's like it's it's unhealthy. Meaning soon as as soon as you see something or someone, then you're aroused and you kind of 
it, it, and sometimes people take a fetish fetish further than just being it's like you think it's supposed to be you think it's supposed to be that way you think you're supposed to have it sometimes you think you have a right to it well you don't that's not how it works People have, it's a problem when a woman, a black woman, a woman of color can, cannot, you know, I read this article. Let me give you an example. I read this article and this lady, she was talking about traveling abroad and she was speaking of how, you know, you know, how she walked. There was this group of men that was not of her race. She's a black woman, was not of her race. And they were standing on the street. And how this white woman walked down the street with short shorts on, booty shorts. She wasn't curvaceous. She was kind of slim. And she walked through a group of men with no problem. Now this woman, this black woman who's curvier, had on shorts that were longer. They were just shorts. But since she was curvaceous and she walked through the group of men, they start catcalling. Trying to grab at her. That's fucked up. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I try to wrap my, my mind around, around it, but I can't because I don't fetishize people. I know it's unhealthy and it's not right. Yes, I have a preference for the type of men that I like. However, I don't fetishize them. I don't immediately look at a man and say a man that that fits that preference and be like, oh, I want to have sex with him. That's not how it works. Because I'm healthy. I have a, a healthy attraction to people without it becoming a fetish. You can't fetishize people. They're not objects. They are people. You can't fetishize black women like they don't have feelings. No, we are not wantonists. Get those freaking myths out of your head. It's like, and it's a problem because it's to say it's it's dismissive. It's very dismissive. That's why it's a problem. It's it's dismissive. It's offensive, and it's dangerous. It is dangerous. It's offensive because there are people out there that can't look at us for anything other than being than being sexual, being an object for their sexual gratification. And it's also dangerous for that, too. And it's also dismissive. Because of that, too. It's, it's objectification. Our bodies are not meant to object, uh, be objectified. Our skin is not meant to be objectified. You know, it's it's like. Because because we have certain cultural practices, because we may dance a certain way. Or maybe because our 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 rhythm is a little different. That is that does not mean that it belongs that because we have those types of traits or we choose to do those things or we have that skin color. We have the skin color. Doesn't mean that it's up for your ownership to decide 
that we belong to you to to gratify you sexually. It's like people have, it's a lack of respect. It's a lack of respect. So no, it's not okay that you want to date black women just because they're black. For no other reason than that they're black and that you think you're going to get lucky. (laughs) Or that you want to show your friends that, hey, I have, um, I've been with a black girl. You know, that's stupid. You know, I once heard, I can't remember if that was, was that on TV? I think it was on TV and I was watching a show. And this guy, white guy, was talking to his friends. And he said that he hadn't dated black girls before. And that he always wondered what the hype was. And he said, "I, I didn't date black girls until one time I slept with one. What the fuck is that? And if I'm not mistaken, that was Kid Rock that said that dumb shit. I believe it was. I believe it was him that said that. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? All black women are not the same in bed. All of us don't desire the, the same things. All of us are not on the same level of expression sexually. But I know you know that. I know people out there know that. But they choose. They choose to do the dumb shit like fetishize. It's bigger than a thing of just saying, okay, you prefer someone because this is bigger than that. It's a thing as if people don't feel comfortable. It's where you make people not feel comfortable to be themselves. And to to even date or even consider dating someone that is outside of their race because they don't want to be fetishized. They don't want to be pursued simply because they are black. We don't want that. So you limit your options to to women that may have otherwise been open to dating you because you fetishize them. You make it hard for people to look at people and 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 to not have a jaded view. You make it hard for other people to, to for others that may sincerely just simply be attracted to a black woman because of her intellect and every other in and other things, but simply because she's experienced something with someone that has fetishized her because of her skin color. She no longer entertains dating someone outside of her race. It's dumb. I can't understand the logic. I can't understand the 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 giving into or the buying into the myths that you know aren't true it's just to justify your behavior it's just to justify what you want however (laughs) you 
you know, this 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 topic has touched a nerve. Um, it is triggering. Um, but I I think I would like to hear what you what you think. If you've experienced this, please let me know. Um, like I said, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and hashtag SmartMouthScorp. Let me know your experience if you've ever experienced it. And if if you didn't, I find it highly unlikely that you didn't know that you were doing this if you've done it before. But just in case this shined a little light on that, stop doing this shit. <laughs> but let me know what you think if you've done this, if you've experienced it. Not if you've done it. I don't I don't really I don't need to hear about it if you've done it because it's wrong. And I don't need to hear why you did this shit. It was wrong. It was stupid. And you knew it was stupid when you did it. But if you've ever experienced it, please let me know your experiences and how you dealt with it. If you ever came across it, across it. So, but moving on from that, moving on, because I was triggered. I wanted to start a new segment on this podcast, which I will be doing weekly. And that is to give the weekly horoscope for the upcoming week. And so let's just jump in for Scorpios because it's the name of the podcast, Smart Mouth Scorpio Podcast. And so I will be giving the horoscope for Scorpios for this upcoming week of September, not September, <laughs> way months later, of March 19th, 2018. So here goes. Make sure you're not stirring up unwanted trouble for yourself as the week begins. You could find yourself duped into a power struggle on Monday with your boss, maybe. But a little humility will go a long way, provided you're willing to use your diplomatic skills. Midweek sees you exchanging ideas, and if you're lucky, maybe even secrets with friends. And Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are all great days for making plans intending to pesky details. Toward the end of the week, you'll find solutions to your problems swimming around your subconscious. Just take time to think before you leap if you want to take advantage of that subliminal intuition. On Sunday, get ready to feel the love. <laughs> so if you believe in horoscopes and astrology and all of that stuff, there's your reading for the week or your horoscope for the week of the 19th. And if this should come to pass this way, please let me know. And until next time, beautiful people, I hope you have a wonderful week. And please like and share this episode. Please follow me on social media accounts, which will be down in the description of this particular episode. And I hope you learned something. I hope you were entertained. And I hope I didn't go off on too much of a tangent, which I probably did. But I thank you for listening. And until next time, beautiful people. <laughs>